An improvised D&D adventure. Hey everybody, I'm Michael. And I'm Casey. And this is City of Town, the improvised D&D adventure. Ooh, episode three. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited yeah. to just jump into it. I've had a I've had a feeling all day long, kind of a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. I think I figured out what it is. Ooh, what is it? I want to go on an adventure. You're going to go on an adventure. But before we do that, yes. let's talk about what the rules of this are for anyone who's not familiar. Yes, and I have a quick corrections corner. Oh my gosh, okay. Corrections yeah, yeah, yeah. corner. <laughs> <laughs> Gather, hear ye, hear ye. Uh, it was that in the last one, I said that I used an uh, uh, iron random thing unmovable object thing uh the ter- correct term for it you is you said a movable rod no i didn't that's the actual name of it oh i didn't say that in the podcast it is it's an immovable rod oh i thought you told me it was okay sure yep okay cool <laughs> that's it also those <laughs> things are like legendary status so like you shouldn't have let me have two but it was so fun <laughs> <laughs> well you didn't have two dill had one as well that's oh yeah that's actually true yeah yeah so, so Cool. Corrections corner done. It's over. Okay, cool. So let's talk about the rules yeah. of what an improvised D&D adventure really is. Let's do it. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, so this is a completely made up D&D adventure, meaning that I as the player have not prepped anything. Casey as the dungeon master has not prepped anything. Mm-hmm. We vaguely follow D&D rules. We both know the rules, but you know, rules don't matter here. It's improv. Yep. And uh, we're going to go on a really fun quest and just make everything up along the way. Yeah. We use two dice, a d20 and a d6. d20 is for all skill checks and things of that variety. Uh, d6 is for attack moves or any damage or things relevant to that kind of role. Mm-hmm. And final thing, I think it's always good to check in and see if there was any pre-proving, uh, which is coming up with an idea before the session. Mm-hmm. For me, there's absolutely nothing. I've just shut my brain off to this. Every time I tr- I started to think about this show, <laughs> I immediately stopped myself because I didn't want to have anything for this one. Yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've accidentally thought about things, but... All I the have time. nothing nothing that I've decided to do. Yeah, I think about something and then I get mad at myself because it's cool and that means that I won't do it in the session <laughs> because I don't want to pre-profit. I don't think you need to stress too much about that. I'm stressing for you guys. <laughs> I'm making this for show the, good for you. For the fans. Yeah, they'll know. They'll know if it's fake. Uh, cool, are you ready? I think that we're ready to start this adventure. Oh yeah, well, Casey today is the Dungeon Master. Yes. I, Michael, am the player. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this goes. Great. Okay. Uh, so, I will start this off as most often do with your eyes closed, and you hear the flickering of a flame, Ooh. and you hear a little bit of a little like siren song almost of a single violin playing. It's slightly out of key. I open my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And you are in the wilderness. Oh. And you're surrounded by six other people. Do they seem friendly or do they seem like foes? Yeah, it seems that you have all been traveling uh, partners for a long while. And so you you do know each of them um, as your, your crew. Um, you guys have been mercenaries together. Oh, okay, nice. I have an adventuring party. How fun is this? <laughs> you do. Um, do, you, do you have a name for them, for your mercenary crew? Uh, of course I have a name for I, my mercenary crew. I knew crew. you did. What is it? Uh, we are the Dungeoneers. The Dungeoneers. The Dungeoneers. <laughs> you sound like a cool boy band. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of are. Uh, two of us are bards, so we actually are a very musical group. Right. Uh, one of them's playing right now. Yeah. He's he's really good. Yeah. He plays mm-hmm. the fiddle. The other one's actually mostly a singer and a poet. Okay. So playing the fiddle, yeah, that was my mistake to say violin. You're right. It is the fiddle. <laughs> They're very similar They're instruments. They're so similar. <laughs> For me as a DM, it's hard to... I didn't check the character sheet beforehand, to be oh, completely honest. Yeah, you messed up there. Yeah, okay. That was your mistake. Um, so you're all sitting there. It's late at night. Uh, the moon is hanging overhead. And it seems like most people are settling down for the night. I'm going to turn to uh, the woman next to me, who is the uh, second in command of the group. Yeah. And say... Oh, Rocky, uh, 
I don't know why I went Irish. That was a mistake. <laughs> okay, so I your character's Irish for the rest of this. <laughs> no, wait, this is what I meant to do. Oh, Rocky. Uh, is that Gendru. Australian? <laughs> Gendru certainly does do a fantastic job on the fiddle. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you went like, uh, yeah, like yeah. a redneck. Ro- <laughs> Rocky's, Rocky's super, super southern. Um, you know that Rocky comes from, do we say what race she is? No. Okay, yeah. Just you know that she comes from the uh, elvish heartland uh, oh, nice. <laughs> of Nashbin um, uh, Annecy. Nashbin Annecy, okay. Nashbin Annecy. Of course, yeah. You know. Classic. And I actually, I've, I've known Rocky a long time because I, too, am actually an elf. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm an older elf. I'm much older than she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually a wizard. Okay. And, uh, you know, I've got, you, like, well, the, the... Yeah, you're the, a wizard bard. No, I'm not the bard. You said there were two bards. There's six people in the group. Oh, and you're not one of the bards? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I assume. Okay, you're a wizard. Uh, you're a wizard. Yeah, and so I'm a wizard. I've got, like, tattered robes. The Dungeoneers mm-hmm. are not doing super hot, so we don't have, like, very nice stuff. Okay. Uh, Perfect. Actually, like, you can, like, looking at the bard with his little fiddle, you can tell that, like, some of the strings are broken, and he's only playing on a few of them, <laughs> and he can't afford to replace the other ones. <laughs> he's so good at it, though. <laughs> he's still great. Yeah. Uh, but I've got tattered robes on. I've got, like, my book, which is my wizard spell book, which is sort of, like, messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, and I'm an, old, I'm an older elf. Great. Absolutely. So you're having this conversation with Rocky. Anything you want to, like... Like put into the conversation anything you're trying to get from this convo Rocky remind an old man uh, Where are we going this week on our (laughs) adventure? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna try to get Rocky's voice right even a little bit. I think I finally found the voice of the older wizard gentleman perfect. Yeah, Uh, so We've been we've been traveling across the wilderness, and we're we were on our way to um, High High Rod to go and service the king. High, High Rod, of course. Well, of course. hopefully, get in the service of the king in in the Great War. But uh, we we heard whispers that there are monsters in these lands, and potentially a little bit of royalty uh, or some money if we if we hunt it down. Of of course, I'd. I can't believe I forgot that. My, this old noggin of mine is certainly getting... That's it's all, aging faster than I would like to that's say. That's all right. Every one of us has our problems and our demons to face. You know you know me and my, my vicious hunger for uh, retribution. <laughs> of course, of course. For, for you're the murder of your family. Right. I don't forget that. No one does, because I, I bring it up a lot. <laughs> I certainly do hope that the king will hire us, though, because... If they don't, I don't know what we're going to do for money, and the bank's going to repossess the carriage <laughs> No, if we don't pay it off next week. The bank's going to collect if we don't. <laughs> if we don't, and, and to, be, to be completely honest, the, it's been a week, so they're collecting tomorrow morning. Oh, no. I, honestly, I, time is just <laughs> slipping by faster than ever before. And all of a sudden, uh, you hear a giant roar. Uh, I've I've hunted a lot of monsters in my life. Do I am I able to tell just by the roar what kind of monster this is? Uh, roll roll a n- nature? nature. Yeah, let's roll a nature check. Uh, ten plus five. Ten plus five, so fifteen. So you know that um, from from your time studying the bestiary and stuff um, that this sounds like a young dragon. Oh. My, oh, my, that dragon certainly does sound close. Yeah, and all of a sudden you start to hear the flapping of wings. Oh, that dragon's much closer than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I get my spell book ready, and I, I pull my wand out of uh, my satchel next to me, and I'm, like, ready. I'm, I'm, like, looking around nervously and ready. Do a do a perception check for me. Uh, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm not very perceptive you're anymore. Not. That was a that was a three plus. Uh, we'll say plus a three, so six. Well, you're actually pretty perceptive. <laughs> you just sucked at that one time. Okay, so six. Um, so you don't you don't get a sense for you don't get a sense for how many wings there are, but you get the sense that there are more than just one pair of wings flapping. 
And oh. all of a sudden you hear from all around you different <laughs> different dragons roars coming from all surrounding you and all of a sudden you see the sky light up in flames Dungeoners to arms and I, I, I stand up so I'm a crickety old elf yeah, and I'm not very nimble, but I stand up and I'm ready. And, and, I, and you are the leader uh, mm-hmm. of this of this group, and so they all they're they're afraid because, like I just said, there's <laughs> many dragons. <laughs> but you're a very brave leader, and you've led them well, and so they all stand to arms. Uh, you see the two. Uh, you see the two bards prepare their instruments. They start tuning madly. Uh, you see Rocky pull out her dual wielding. She has one um, kukri, uh, and the other one is a. Um, it's a actually a um, dual handed blade, but that she's hand holding with one hand. Oh dang, she's a badass. Yeah, absolutely. That's four of you. So the other two, the other scene. <laughs> no, there's a, there'll only be one more of us. No, two more. Oh, you're right. Yeah, two yeah, more. Two of more. Us. Uh, Bad math see, on my part. You see, um, Hulkstead, uh, who is this massive, uh, blood raging orc. Yeah, um, Stand up, and he starts to beat his chest where there is an open wound that he always keeps open so that he can get into a rage at all times. Ooh. Uh, so he starts. <laughs> starts really hitting it. Oh damn, he's gonna get angry. <laughs> yeah, he is. And you see, yeah, he's starting to really, really get flexing. Uh, and then finally, you see the the smirk of your rogue of the party as suddenly he pulls on a cape and disappears. I turn to Rocky and go, Rocky, we've we've been in a lot of dangerous situations before, but. I'm not entirely sure how we're going to get out of this one. And you are in an open wilderness. Are you going to stay there in like a clearing? So there's uh, forests surrounding you, but you're in the opening. So are we completely surrounded or is, does there seem like there's a gap in the dragons? So it seems, and a, they're not, so they're not like directly on you yet. You're literally, all you're seeing are black shapes very far away, maybe even a mile away. Uh, and the, and the, like, and the lighting up of flames. Okay. Uh, so we are actually, I'm actually a pretty high level wizard. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do, cause since I haven't cast any spells today, obviously I have right. lots of empty spell slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and cast, uh, the fly spell at level, uh, six, which okay. means that I'm going to be able to tap every single person in this party and have allow them all to be able to fly. Yeah. So we're leaving behind this fucking carriage. Apparently. Will you roll an acrobatics for the party? Um, and <laughs> what was that? That was a four. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so, so normally everyone is actually really prepared for this. This is something that you do aerial combat. It's one of the dragoneers. Uh, dungeoneers. Dungeoneers. The dungeoneers. I should have been the dragoneers. Dang. Man, I really no, messed no, up. No, you're the dungeoneers and it's very, very cool. <laughs> uh, it's one of the things that the dungeoneers are known for. Yes, the people who specialize in going underground into dungeons are known for their aerial combat abilities. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, initially you guys thought that you were going to be most mostly dungeon based but you just realized at one point you had to pivot yeah we had to become uh, the blue angels like yeah, like, <laughs> like any good startup you pivoted yes. so at this so normally everyone's very prepared for this but everyone seems nervous and a little hesitant so they they don't write themselves right away so you you do lose a little bit of time getting everyone into uh into position all right everybody and i tap everyone one by one doing it like you said it takes a little bit of yeah, time yeah, yeah. Uh, to get them all ready to go to fly. And I go, all right, Dungeoneers, it's time to blast out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to start flying. Great. And, and I, which I think way everyone's going to follow me. Where are you going to fly? Oh, straight up. You're flying straight up? Straight up. And then we're going to, and then we're going to blast towards town. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so you fly straight up. I just, so I'll explain. No, it's fine. I rolled I rolled a d6 for everybody listening, uh, and I rolled a 1 on it. Um, and so suddenly you see 
this hulking, massive... Uh, what's the top dragon? Is it gold dragon? I actually don't know. I think. <laughs> we'll say it's a gold, gold dragon. Gold dragon makes gold sense. Dragon. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's okay. You see this hulking gold dragon that the moonlight is shimmering off of, and so it looks like it's almost... Uh, it, it just has this this glimmering, like, uh, like glitter. Glimmering glitter! Glimmering glitter! <laughs> and... and it's directly above you and suddenly you see fire come from all sides and shoot directly at it as the dragon lets out a guttural scream shooting flames into the sky and it's this massive uh, it's this massive flame movement that starts to create a whipping and a whirring as there becomes a flame tornado with a gold dragon at the center that you are now flying directly up at uh Oh, so it's like above us. Yeah. Okay, well, obviously, we're going to stop flying up, <laughs> okay. and we're going to fly in a different direction. <laughs> okay, ro- uh, roll for an evasive maneuver. So roll just another acrobatics. Wow. Why am I rolling so poorly today? So, so acrobatics have both been fours. <laughs> uh, as the wind is actually sucking you into it. Oh, God. Uh, and so, uh, so, yeah, you're starting to get pulled into the tornado. Um. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and, uh... <laughs> oh, Jesus. We have just gone straight to 11 on this adventure. Yeah, we have. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, some sort of... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a like a cold spell. I can't think of a specific cold spell, but I'm going to cast, like... You know what? Um, yeah, I've got one for you. Uh, so your rogue is uh, is a warlock. Um, oh, okay. He's yeah. hat part rogue, part warlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took he, he multiclassed. <laughs> yeah, he multiclassed, uh, and he multiclassed enough to get you. Um, it's an eldritch spell. Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. But essentially, what it does is that it uh, inst- it puts. It covers him in ice. It freezes mm-hmm. him in ice. Um, but if you you can assist him on this, you've done it before to cast that over the entire group. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Let's uh, let's okay, great. encase everybody in ice. So you're all encased in ice. Um, go ahead and roll a d20 for me, really quick. Oh, Ooh, 17. Good. Plus my intelligence is actually six. Yeah. So, so 23. So what that does is for your group, you get 170 uh, HP that this ice is protecting you with. Dang. Uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and roll really quick. Uh, so you take 50 points of damage to that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so we're down to 70. So you're, no, no, you had 170. So you're oh, at 170. 120. I'm at 120 now. Uh, as you are getting sucked up into the center of this, as you see the gold dragon getting closer and closer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> the flames are surrounding you. The ice is, is melting, uh, essentially. Uh, and you're getting closer and closer as all of it is melting away. And suddenly... And I, I'm going to turn to uh, Hulkstead. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, Hulkstead, I, I think that we have to do the thing. <laughs> and, you, and you hear Hulkstead say... And I, I hold my hand out to him. Yeah, yeah. You, oh, well, you're frozen in ice. I, I have to remind you that you're frozen in ice. Okay, are we like each frozen, <laughs> yes. or are we like in like a cube of ice? Well, yeah, no, you're in a cube. You're in a singular cube of ice together. But okay, but we're each like frozen in it. Yeah. Okay, then never mind. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then I'll then I'll explain what happens. Okay, sure. So the the gold dragon opens up his his mouth and it's massive as you're all moving closer and closer to him and you see the the plaque of the inside of his mouth growing closer as you all hear in your head um let the feast begin the ritual commence <laughs> as, as you all oh boy <laughs> uh, as the heat get grows worse and worse and you're all growing faint and then the black consumes you. And that's the end of our adventure today, <laughs> folks. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Um, okay, so uh, roll. Okay, well, I've, I've got a way to do this. Okay, perfect. Okay, so I'm going to give you this D6. I think we just got eaten by a dragon. 
Uh, you'll figure out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> okay, well then fine. Yeah, you did. Oh, I okay. I didn't mean to like change what you were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't change it at all. Uh, but I guess it wasn't as mysterious. It, I mean, it really wasn't mysterious. <laughs> There was a point where I was like, you know what? Getting eaten by a dragon sounds fun. So. <laughs> it sounds pretty lit. <laughs> so you want me to roll this d6? Yes, I do. And I'm going to have you roll it six times. One. Okay, so a four. Six. six three. three. Two. Two. One. One. Okay. I like so. how it counted down at the end there. Yeah, I really did. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, so we had a we had a four, six, three, three two, two, one. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, great. And so you you uh, come to, and you're sitting in this mass. You're sitting in this massive, what looks like a town filled with stone. And moss growing over it. It's a town, though. Yeah. Uh, do I do I see a sky when I look up? No. You see, what you see is a uh, every once in a while you see this orb, essentially what looks like an orb, grow red and look. It looks like almost like flames trying to spew out of this orb. Uh, and is my are the dungeoneers all with me? No. You I'm are all completely alone. alone. I'm going to go, oh, it appears that I've been eaten by a dragon again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this can't, is... can't this, believe I let that happen to me once more. <laughs> this, is, this actually does keep happening to you, uh, <laughs> as you've noticed I, a trend. I swore last time was going to be the last time, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> How many times has this happened? Like seventeen times. <laughs> oh my God. It happens. Nearly. I'm like three hundred years old. Yeah, so like seventeen okay. times in three hundred years. Yeah. So it happens like once every two centuries. Yeah. Essentially. No, that's more than that. Seventeen times in three hundred years. Every, once yeah. every few decades. Sorry. Yeah. Every, <laughs> once every two decades. Yes, that's what I decades. meant. How once do you every... how do you times by ten? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah. It's really rough. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, you're in this what almost looks like a stone town. Uh, does it look like it's abandoned, or does it look like it's up well kept? It looks completely abandoned. Okay, uh, I'm gonna just start wandering through it until I either see life or something or something like changes. Roll a perception check for me. Uh, 11 plus 3. Yeah, so 14. Okay, so you're walking and you're making your, you're trying to make your way through the rubble and everything, and, and it's pretty hot in here, so you know, it's it's not the easiest terrain to move through. And all of a sudden you see a black shadow um, duck behind a piece of stone. I'm, I'm going to ready my wand and my spell book, and I'm going to say, who's there? No, who? Me? You sound like a trickster. I don't have time for tricks today. I've been eaten by a dragon and I need to find my friends. Well, continue south to go up, continue north to go down, and continue east to go west. Uh, I don't understand how compass directions apply to the insides of a dragon. It's very... (laughs) (laughs) It's very difficult to know where you're going when... You're inside a dragon. Uh, mind if I help show you the way? Reveal yourself to me. Okay. And you see start to float up a ghoulish, very jaunt-looking um, young young man uh, with, like, it, it looks like all of his bones are pressing out of this transparent, translucent almost skin. And... Uh, and you see he doesn't have legs so much as uh, bits of smoke that waft away. He's sort of your classic ghost. Are you some sort of otherworldly spirit? You could say that. You are in a bit of a ghost town. And he claps. 
and all of a sudden the stones come alive with ghosts moving all about uh going about what looks like their daily routines you see like one that's like a little papa orc ghost with like a top hat and a little briefcase with like a little orc ghost following <laughs> behind uh you see <laughs> yeah you see all of these people going about uh do, do, have any of you by any chance seen my adventuring party? You see, we're trying to get to the king in the local in the local city because we need to make money Hi, to Rod. save our it's carriage. Hi, Rod. Hi, I, I'm an old man. I don't always remember the names of cities. Uh... But the bank is going to repossess our carriage if we don't <laughs> if we don't get them the money and if we don't get hired by the king then how are we going to get the money you see the way that capitalism works in this world. okay okay and you see and you see that this boy is so fascinated is he like kind of takes off his head and like holds it and he like kind of tosses it around as he's listening to you but he's totally engrossed in your in your monologue on capitalism I'm also totally engrossed in my monologue and I don't even notice as he's like tossing. <laughs> I'm just like looking at the ground, like presenting this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he listens for a very long time. How long do you think you talk for? Uh, you know, I'm a rambler. Okay. Probably like seven or eight minutes. Okay. So at the end of that seven or eight minutes, um, he he, he kind of goes. And that's the history of high rod and capitalism. <laughs> wow. Thanks for telling me that. Oh, you're welcome. You <laughs> seem like an intelligent young uh, ghost fellow uh, that likes knowledge. Is that is that fair to say? I love knowledge. Any little bit I can get. We don't really see many living people around here too frequently, so it's always an honor. Oh, that's that's far too too bad. Uh, I would be happy to to teach you a thing or two about the the world outside of these dragon intestines. That sounds great. Yeah, the last person who uh, who came here promised me the same thing, but now he's dead too. And you see this uh, person <laughs> sort of wave and be like, "Hey, little Jimmy," uh, and he's like. <laughs> Hey Ted! Uh, as Ted uh, like floats up towards the bright glowing orb um, and starts like doing little repairs. Oh, I I hope oh, I definitely hope that I don't end up like him. I oh you, you see, will. I, I'm actually hmm. quite afraid of death, and even though I'm an older man, I know, I know, we all were. You're all old. No, well, no, no, we were all afraid of death. Oh, yes, and but you seem to have embraced the lifestyle. Yeah, it's the like, okay. <laughs> as, as he sort of, like, the starts playing hacky style. sack with his head. <laughs> just like, he's like a constant fidgeter. Okay. <laughs> little little Jimmyus. Uh, tell me, please, did you did you see any of my adventuring party? No. I, of course, we, we did... We did see somebody... Uh, or like an object sort of fly by but it was weird because there was like this it, it was like flapping it was flapping and, and it's turned invisible and then it wasn't invisible and there was some, there was like yelling but it was it, I couldn't say that it was like a totally a person there, it didn't seem like it was a, a an ice cube or a, a dragon did it Wait, it wasn't a dragon, no. You said flapping, I guess. I oh, do. oh, so roll, roll a <laughs> DM does a terrible job of explaining. Roll. Oh. It I... was terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is very uh, bad. <laughs> here, I'll try to roll against it. Oh, I did really good. Uh, okay, so you get the sense that the flapping is maybe talking about a cloak of some variety, maybe an invisibility cloak that one of your team members put on. Oh, Rocky does have an invisibility cloak. Uh, you were probably thinking rogue. my rogue, but I, would <laughs> I said that Rocky has one. <laughs> Rocky does have one too, but you didn't see her put it on. Oh, okay, uh, I did see the... The rogue, Bart, put it on. <laughs> sure, Bart. <laughs> uh, Bart so the rogue. You know that, yeah, Bart did put one on. Uh, and so you get the sense that maybe Bart was the person who flew far down, um, further mm. into the dragon. You, you see, uh, what was your name again? Little Jimmy. 
You see, little Jimmy, uh, one of the, my party members is a, a sneaky fellow named Bart, and he has an invisibility cloak. And you see, the way that the invisibility cloaks work uh-huh. is uh, they take light as it's traveling towards a person, and they it reconfigures it and moves it around the the person <laughs> wow. wearing the cloak so that you they are invisible oh to the gosh. naked eye. <laughs> and the, the way that eyes work is... <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, how long do you do this? Uh, 13 minutes. <laughs> Great. Are you going to do anything at the end of that 13 minutes? Uh, which, uh, which way did the, the flappy cloak boy go? Oh, went, went north. Okay, once again, I'm still not sure how north compass is- directions work inside of a dragon's intestines. North is down, south is up, east is west. And I look down to my feet and I go, that is north? <laughs> no. And then he points <laughs> down the dragon, and you're getting the sense that they really only view the dragon as their guiding principle for direction. Understood. And so down the dragon, like down the spine so of the towards, dragon. Towards the rectum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, I have, I'm far too experienced with dragon's rectums for my personal taste. So you're going to. So what? You don't want to go save your person? Oh, I'm I'm just an old man uh, expressing my thoughts. I am not saying I'm not going to go save Bart. <laughs> okay, uh, are you are you gonna go save Bart? Yes, but for... I'm asking, <laughs> asking Michael. <laughs> yes, I of course, dude. I'm so loyal to the Dungeoneers. Okay, and we got to save our carriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. I definitely am gonna go save Bart. Okay, great. So the two of you take off, um, and he starts to show you towards the towards the rectum of the <laughs> dragon to go save Bart. When you come across this massive chasm uh, with a single uh, a single rope in the middle of it, and there's two different sides of the chasm. Oh, what do we have here? And I look down, and is. I'm going to cast Dancing Lights, Okay. and I'm going to send my lights as far down the the chasm as I can to see if I can see the bottom. Absolutely. At one point, so you see you see the Dancing Lights going down and going down, and it gets pretty far away when all of a sudden they go away. Oh, that is one deep chasm. Mm-hmm. How does that exist inside of this beast? <laughs> roll a nat- so, sometimes, roll a- sometimes no. old men just wonder things <laughs> no, okay, out sure. loud. Okay, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and little Jimmy's like, I wish I knew. And I'm going to look over to the rope, and I'm going to uh, cast Mage Hand, and my Mage Hand is going to grab the rope and pull it towards me. Okay. And I'm assuming it's, it's like just hanging, like and like I can pull it towards me, like swing or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, yeah, exactly that. Um, so it's pulling towards you, uh, and it gets it gets just to you're like literally reaching out to grab it when all of a sudden this giant axe comes and cuts the rope and it falls down, and you see it happen, and then you watch as the rope regrows from the ceiling, and comes back down again. Oh, why? Why would that happen? That certainly is quite the uh, conundrum there. I'm looking to try to find where the axe came from. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you see that there is a mechanism. It's like right at the top of the rope, so it just comes and cuts it when it moves too far. Oh, it's over. like it's like scissors or something. Except for it's an axe. Okay, so yeah, yeah, it's scissors but an axe. <laughs> scissors but an axe. Perfect. Cool. Uh, okay, so you can't. Pull the rope too far to one side. Yep. Um, it is, and it doesn't look like the axe like shoots at me or anything, right? It just it just swings just and cuts, cuts the, rope. the rope. Okay. Uh, how far across is this chasm? Uh, it's about a hundred and fifty yards. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I I don't have time to be solving puzzles right now. My friends are in trouble, and I'm going to uh, cast. I don't remember the name of it, but it's. Like Ventman's flying disc, mm-hmm. <laughs> or or tensor's tensor's flying disc. That's what it is. Okay. And uh, and this, remind me of the rules on this. So it's a disc that's going to appear. It's about five feet wide, and uh-huh. I can stand on this disc and I can move it. Oh, so sick! And I'm just going to move myself and Jimmy across the uh, chasm. Absolutely. So you move. Let me tell you about one time that I saw a chasm like this outside of a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you move all the way across um, as you make it to the other side. Well done. 
And I'm going to step off and we go, and that is uh, the time that I fell down in a never-ending pit chasm and fought a flying monster that uh, made a fire <laughs> for 13 years. Wow. I'm Gandalf. And, and again, little Jimmy's like, oh my gosh, this is the best. You're the coolest person ever. Oh, an old an old elf like me doesn't hear that very often. I you oh, Mostly people just tell me that my stories are boring. You should hear all the time, mister. You're so cool. Oh, why, thank you. And I, and I do a fist bump with Jimmy. And you see Jimmy try to fist bump, but his arm goes through you. And you feel a little bit of a chill. Ooh. And I kind of tighten my robe around me. I go, I'm an old man. I, I get cold very easily. I know. I do just wish that I could interact with objects and fist bump people. And, oh, and Jimmy starts to have some little tears come to his eyes. Jimmy, I, I am a very experienced wizard. And I'm sure that if you and I spend some time together after we find my friend, I can help you be a real boy. Really? Yes, I, I do. I do believe there's uh, almost certainly a spell out there that we can use to turn you into a physical corporeal being. Oh my gosh! And Jimmy like flies up into the air and he starts like he starts like throwing up his hands in celebration as like all of his body parts break apart and then they like they like all fall back down and then come back up together and he keeps going like oh my gosh and he keeps doing it as his body just keeps breaking apart and rebuilding in celebration. Oh, is is that how the kids celebrate nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he starts to he starts to do the Dougie a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I kind of bop my shoulders around a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and that's right when you hear uh, a little bit of moaning from uh, behind a door. Is it, does it sound like a like a person moaning or like yeah, a creature? Yeah, you can tell. It sounds like Bart. Oh, okay. It sounds like Bart. It's mm -hmm. a door. Yeah. Like in the society of like a like a an organ or like what? <laughs> yeah, you believe that this might be the kidney. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. Every dragon has doors into their kidney. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go up to the door and I'm going to say, I'm not going to open it, but I'm going to go, Bot, is, is that you, Bot? And so, so you hear, help, as then uh, next to the door is just a hole into the kidney that seems to have happened when Bart flew through into oh, the kidney. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to look through the hole. Yeah, absolutely. And you see in there pulse... Uh, the reason you can see in there is pulsating veins that uh, look like... that are like bright red keep... Dang. Uh, keep oh, like revealing the insides of this kidney. Uh. And what you see is you see in the center of it, of the kidney, um, you see the leg of Bart. Um, the rest of him is invisible. Bart, uh, reveal yourself to me. I, I can help. Help, I can't move. I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, Mage Hand and uh, use my Mage Hand to move the uh, invisible cloak off of him very gently. Sweet. Uh, and what you see is that he is still frozen a chunk of ice. Um, every So everywhere his legs are are open, but just below the knees uh, are, are free from the ice. And then just around his face is... Uh, is melted away as well. The rest of him is still ice. Okay, so I'm going to like push my way inside the kidney through the hole. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to very controlled use burning hands to uh, melt the ice around him. Okay, and you, so you start to burn, uh, you start to melt the ice. Roll a perception check. 13. 13. So you do hear a little bit of movement behind you as little Jimmy goes, uh, Mr. Wizard, Mr. Wizard. And you start hearing, as his teeth start chattering, uh, are you going to turn around or are you going to keep heating, Bart? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to 
look over my shoulder to see what's up. Good survival instincts. <laughs> okay. You see a massive spider um, looming at the top of the kidney. Uh, its pincers out, venom dripping down. Uh, I'm going to grab Bart's invisible cloak, roll onto my side, and pull it over the two of us. Ooh, nice. Uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Jimmy's head dips into the uh, into the invisibility cloak and he says, "Hey, what? Why'd you leave me?" <laughs> Jimmy, I would like to remind you that you are a, a ghost. Oh, come on, that's not very nice. I don't believe that the spider can do harm to you. <laughs> well, it can sure say mean things. As you hear the spider uh, suddenly go. Or, well, you hear a voice. You assume it's the spider. Uh, go, oh, little Jimmy, little Jimmy's back. Oh, dead little Jimmy. Jimmy, is is this spider your bully? Yes. He Ouch. doesn't let me hang around the kidneys. He's always so mean. Jimmy, let me let me tell you about when I was a child and I had a bully. See, his name was Alger, and he was a big mean orc. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, okay, so for those who have not listened to episode one, uh, that's a callback. Ladies and gentlemen, and I tell him about how about how this bookworm or orc would bully me when I was a kid. <laughs> when you were a kid, yeah. oh wow! So there's the no, story there's of, no reason. No, the story of Al Gore happened a long time ago, comparatively. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so you keep talking for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's like a ten minute story. Yeah. So <laughs> at the end of this ten minute story, uh, all of a sudden the cloak is ripped away. And I'm going to put my hand on uh, Bart and cast Thunderstep, and we're going to Thunderstep out through the hole uh, into the main room, and it's going to that also causes damage to the who anyone within ten feet of me. Cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, roll damage. Okay. Well, oh, I had to roll damage. Yeah, not, roll damage. Not, uh, two. Okay. Two. Uh, so two points of damage. Uh, is there? That's, that is how our D6 system works. That's not how this spell works, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how our improv D6 system yeah, okay. works. So you do two points of damage as you do here. Uh... And we are now outside the kidney, back in that main hall. Mm -hmm. That's where we've teleported to. Okay, great. And so. And he just got like hit with thunder, by the way. That's right. What and so uh, Bart still has his like the center of his body is still ice mm -hmm. um, so his arms are still strapped down but you could technically stand him up and start running away uh, you know what I'm going to look towards the hole do I see this, the spider coming after us or anything like that you don't see anything yet well as far as I know there's only two ways out of that kidney right the hole in the door next to it yep Okay, so I'm going to keep burning away the ice from Bart while keeping my eyes on the on the kidney. Okay, I mean immediately you see I'm gonna cast fireball. Okay. Directly at him. <laughs> okay, and are you keeping track of your spells? Uh, yeah. I'm a pretty high level wizard, bro. It's not even a problem. I'm not playing this like a level three wizard. I'm like level twelve, dude. Oh, I know you are. Okay, absolutely. So uh roll damage again. Okay. How much how many D6s do I roll for this? Roll three. Okay. Two. Six. So that's twelve damage. Twelve damage. Okay. As you see, uh the fireball rips three of the legs away from this thing as it smacks into the into the center of the hole of the kidney and falls backwards. I would recommend that you stay inside of that kidney, you bully spider. Okay. And all of a sudden, Jimmy pops up and he goes, Whoa, whoa, whoa! Mr. Wizard! We don't believe in violence in this golden dragon! What are you doing? Jimmy, I... I'm defending my friend and I... Oh, well, I wish you would have taken a more pacifistic approach. 
Well, I I actually tried two times to not fight this spider, but the spider <laughs> continued to advance towards me. So, this so I very much so feel that this was a, a case of self-defense. The spider you see is starting to pull itself out of the hole again. <laughs> it's, it's going very slowly. It moves through Jimmy. All right, I'm going to cast arcane hand and just start beating the <laughs> shit out of this spider just punching him over and over with his giant blue fist okay yeah roll so this the, you're you would get advantage on these attacks as this spider is doing very very poorly okay um so go ahead and roll 3d6 oh so, i yeah oh, you me yeah you you just hit it two four Four, so ten, and then also, so I'm p punching him a few times, and I'm also ripping legs off. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so Jimmy each time tries to stop the punch, but he can't move anything as the punches keep going, and like limbs are being ripped through this poor ghost child. As he goes, no, 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 we haven't had a murder here in so long. <laughs> Jimmy, I, I'm going to disagree with you on the definition of murder. You see, I've actually, I've actually been, I've seen murder in my life. And as I'm still like, my fist is moving over and over again, punching this thing. But I'm just like away in my storytelling world now going. And that was the time that uh, I solved the murder of the mayor of a small town. <laughs> <laughs> I've yep. told I've told an eight minute story. Great. Uh, and so at the end of eight minutes, this this once spider is completely ripped apart, uh, limb from limb, and is just smearing the entire outside of this kidney. As my fist is still just beating it. <laughs> Yeah, because you're mindlessly not even paying attention at this point, as Jimmy has r reluctantly given up on stopping <laughs> his violence. And then we go, oh, I, I didn't realize how long that story got a little caught up in that one. And I'm going to get rid of my arcane hand and go back to freeing Bart from the ice. Okay, great. And it, it only takes another, like, four minutes. Uh, Bart, you, you, Bart knows all about me and my stories. Uh, there was this one time that Bart and I were on an adventure together when... <laughs> He's just gonna keep talking. Let's go. <laughs> and, uh, so Bart stands up. Uh, he helps you to your feet. He, he grimaces and he says, I felt better. I certainly am glad to have you back, friend. And I'm gonna put my my hand on his shoulder and like nod at him appreciatively. Yeah, and there there is genuine love for each other uh, in in your your guys's looks um, as he goes. Have you found any of the rest? No, you are the first that I have managed to find. I there were no other clues besides that the townsfolk, the ghost townsfolk, seemed to have seen you fly past them. Yeah, uh, I I I think I saw maybe some of them. Everybody broke off. I I tried to stay awake for as long as I could. Uh, I I don't I don't know where anybody is. Um, roll a perception check. Ooh, oh, 18. Wow. 18. So you see the a glimmer of light at the end of the at, at the end of the hallway past the kidney. I'm gonna say, but do you think that we should head to that direction towards the glimmering of light? That's towards the rectum, correct? Yeah. That's towards the rectum, which I could tell you a lot about dragon's rectums, but <laughs> we I... don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of, of course. That's... He definitely has heard the story about the rectums before. Uh, I think that uh, our best chance of finding uh, the other party members of the Dungeoneers is probably to head in that direction. Wouldn't you concur, Bart? Uh, you know... There's a lot of dragon. Uh, we we could certainly try there it. There is a lot of dragon. I just don't know that anybody else came this this far this way. You think it's more likely that they are closer to the throat of the dragon? Maybe they got caught there or something along those lines? I think there's a chance. Uh, as Jimmy flies up and he says, You're a mean Mr. Wizard. You're a very mean Mr. Wizard. Jimmy, I am. I am very sorry that we have uh, seemed to have hit an impasse in our friendship. I d do not wish to 
uh, be anything other than your friend, but I am in dire circumstances, and sometimes we must do things that we don't want to in order to save those that we love. And you see the um, him go, I'll, I'll still help you because I want to be a, be a live boy again. And I, We're I, I, not friends. I believe that we can make you an alive boy again. But I, I, if if creatures in this dragon beast pose me or my friends harm, I have to defend myself. That is simply how the world works, young man. And I could tell you many a story about how I've had to defend myself in the <laughs> we, <past. laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> you hear Bart say, I think that we should move towards the neck of the dragon uh, and then maybe plan our escape back at the rectum. If I know anything about how compass directions in a dragon's intestines work, the neck would be south. Right, Jimmy? <laughs> and I give him a little old man wink. <laughs> and he, he looks dour. But he is like, yeah, that's right. Yes, my friend Jimmy here is quite an expert on dragon <laughs> intestinal navigation. Okay, so you guys start heading. <laughs> <laughs> heading towards. You see, Bart, when I first uh, got here, and you do I, keep... Jimmy here was the first one that I met, and he... <laughs> <laughs> ah! So you keep telling the story as you guys start making your way back. You make it past the chasm, uh, no problem. Um, you get to the other side and you go past the stone, uh, the stone city where you see that, uh, the ghost still like moving through their day and everything. And I'm going to, I'm going to pay a little bit more attention this time to that big glowing thing at the top of what I think is the stomach. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I noticed it before, but I sort of glazed past it cause I knew where Bart was. Yeah, absolutely. Roll a perception check <laughs> to see if you stop telling your story. Oh, wow. That was, that was a, so that's 12. That 12, okay. Okay, so yeah, you learn a little bit more about it as you do see, you see it um, regularly. It starts looking... <coughs> Sorry. No, you're good. It starts looking, uh, it looks very stone-like and, and cold, and then you see the, uh, you see it start to glow a bright orange, almost like iron or something, and then all at once it extinguishes again. Uh, Jimmy, what can you tell me about the uh, big glowing iron seeming thing at the top of this room? It seems like your people are also maintaining it. What do you know of this? Uh, we well, from what what we understand, mean stupid jerk is. Oh, Jimmy, there's no need for name calling. <laughs> Uh, and what Jimmy uh, explains is that there that this seems to be um, part of the life force of the dragon and to sustain the magical energy and the and the life of this dragon, they maintain and they keep it healthy and lasting. Oh. Uh, and so they do small repair work. They get rid of little clogs in any of the the tubes or tendrils that that connect outwards to the rest of the dragon. It's it's almost like some sort of magical uh, extra heart. Yeah, I guess you could say that for sure. But have have you, but have you ever heard of anything like this in any of your travels? Well, other than the amount of times that we've been inside of a dragon, we've never been inside of a gold dragon, so I've never personally seen anything of this nature, no. That is, it's truly fascinating, truly fascinating. How high up is it? It's pretty high up. It's probably about, we're going to keep going with football fields, <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably about 80 yards up. Okay, nice. Yeah, this you're getting the sense that this thing is pretty freaking massive. Oh, I got that sense the moment that we were here. <laughs> there was a small town. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, so I suppose we're going to continue onwards. Yes. Yeah, you are. And so you continue on and you get to uh, you get to the end of the stone city as suddenly um, this this mon this paw come up and there you say jimmy jimmy it's time for dinner and he says oh but i have to help the mr wizard go uh, go along and they oh, say are, are, are you two jimmy's parents 
yes, we, yes, we are. Oh, you two have, have, have done a truly uh, spectacular job at raising this young ghostly fellow here. Oh, oh, raising, because he's dead? No, I think you know exactly <laughs> what I mean by that. However, I could, there was this one adventure I went on you where know. this family was raising a dead child. Bar and they had died in a drowning incident and they had, they had hired a necromancer to do evil necromantic magic on their child. And they were raising this strange zombie child for 30 years before anyone figured it out. <laughs> Sure. It caused an entire zombie infection of the town. It was it was quite bad. We had to come in and clean up the incident. <laughs> Everybody listens because this is fascinating. Yeah, that was that was Nobody one of the Dungeoneer's adventures. I mean, Bart knows. Bart was there. Yeah, Bart looks kind of bored because he knows this story super well. Yeah, but he does like look at his arm uh, where there's like a clear bite mark mm. from when he was one of them who was transformed. You weren't so sneaky back then, Bart, were you? No, I wasn't. But maybe we can keep going. <laughs> Oh, yes. Can can Jimmy continue to play with us for just a little while longer? He's been very helpful so far. Well, I guess that would be all right. But he has to be back in three hours, at least. That seems like an arbitrary deadline, but I think <laughs> that it's possible we can meet that. Come on, Jimmy. Let's go solve this Okay. Conundrum. <laughs> and and so the three of you continue heading out. You break through, uh, you, you exit the stone town, you wave goodbye to Jimmy's family, and you're pressing on to the next stage of your journey. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And so you then enter into a large, uh, you enter into a large space. Um, it looks... You actually can't see anything. It's completely, uh, it's completely black. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cast dancing lights. Nothing appears. Oh, this is, this is certainly interesting. But are you able to see anything? Because I'm completely blinded. Not a single thing. I can see the stone town behind us, but I can't see th anything ahead. Hmm, Jimmy, are you able to see here? Yeah, of course. Oh, uh... Well, you know, I've been told about this before. Every time that somebody comes here who's alive, they can't ever see. This is certainly uh, quite an interesting effect this space has on us living beings. Mm-hmm. Roll a knowledge uh, arcana. Eight plus six. Yeah. yeah no, you... actually, no. It's going to be like plus ten. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you're I'm really good at that. So, eighteen... <laughs> Because I have expertise in that. Yeah, 18. Yeah. So you actually have heard of these. I Really what people refer to them as is simply dead spaces. And that they are a known entity that happens when a great trauma befalls somewhere. Uh -huh. And it's that it's a space simply not for the living. Uh, they're very dangerous because obviously the living can't see what's ahead of them. Um, most people do not ever make it past a dead space. You did actually run into a traveler once, though, that did a, that at least boasted to have been in one of these spaces. And what she said was that uh, that you must you must make a choice. Either you are going to keep going along the path, or you are going to turn back. Oh, Jimmy, uh, how long is this dead space? How far across is it? Oh, well, I don't often go this way, but it, it probably takes uh, about an hour to three hours. Oh, I, I suppose I can't just teleport to the other side of this one, but we're going to have to uh, make a choice. Mm -hmm. Do, will, are you with me, Bart? Are we going to go straight through this thing? To find our friends. Uh, roll a charisma check. <laughs> You're not a, very good at charisma that either. Was a five. That was a five. Uh, and you you only have a you have a zero for charisma, yeah, right? I don't, I don't think I have any yeah. good for this. Uh, 
and he looks he looks anxious um you get the sense that if you were anybody else asking for this that he simply would say no um i i believe in you bot and our friends need us and he says i'll do it i'll keep going okay let's let's head through this thing and i extend my hand out to him Mm -hmm. for him to take my hand and he grabs it and i go Let's do this, Dungeoneer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so you're going to start walking into the dead space. We do. So what this is is that... Um, uh, there was this one time that I was <laughs> in the dark and uh, it was and qu- quite erotic. <laughs> and I tell them a really raunchy story about how I lost my virginity 270 years ago. And what's interesting is that you know that Bart normally... Uh, gets really creeped out when you talk about sex. He's a very he's, he's a very abstinent person. <laughs> uh, it has something to do with the uh, with just uh, he he gets very uncomfortable around those conversations. But you don't hear a single peep from him. You hear nothing from him actually. Uh, what you start to hear is mournful wailing. And you hear people saying, go back, go back, go back, go back, stop, stop, don't keep going, go back, go back, go back. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, disembodied voices, but my friends are on the other side of this, and I can't leave them to be in danger. I, I have to disobey you this time, even though I don't want to. And and you say and you say all of that as you continue to hear these these voices and these disembodied um, murmurings, and I'm going to need you to start making death saving throws. <gasps> <laughs> what? I'm a I'm a very old man, Casey, <laughs> and I actually have already have two failed death saving throws against me. <laughs> I am on I am on death's door, my friend. Oh crap. <laughs> uh, cuz it's is it 3? 3. You get yeah. 3. Okay, so, so if you... I fail one death saving throw, I die. Yep. Okay. Well, let's let's see what happens. <laughs> oh crap. Oh what? no. You really set that up for failure. Uh okay. You roll the three. Yep. So I'm a feeble old old elf. Yeah, describe describe what happens when you tie. Uh I all of a sudden I feel a pain in my chest and I fall to the ground and I look up into the void above me and I go oh, I've, I've been on death's door many times but I never imagined it would feel like this I there was that one time that I almost died and it was more like a nice feeling I had a feeling of warmth inside of me and like I was with my family again and and I talked for 33 minutes mm-hmm. about that one time I almost died and what it felt like and then all of a sudden I just die <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're going to end the session there. Oh. On a cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, do I just die? Uh, I think that we'll be back to this story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that we're done with it, but I think there's going to have to be a part two. This is going pretty long. Uh, we're not about to do a two-hour session, and you just died. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. So uh, we'll, we'll eventually be back with the story of... Did uh, I ever name this no, character? No, you didn't ever name him. <laughs> the old man elf wizard. Yeah, we'll be back with the old, the old, the old wizard, uh, <laughs> G- little Jimmy and Bart. Eventually, you still have to find the rest of your people. Yeah. Oh, we're just at the beginning of this thing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> How does improv work when you do a part two? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be chaos. Oh my god! We've this is the first time we've run into this. Okay. Uh, so how'd you how'd you feel? I had fun playing this old man elf wizard. Wow, what a person! I uh, know, right? He I, was really interesting. I loved every story you had, <laughs> dude. I kind of want to play that adventure where I go and solve this mystery in this town where everyone's turning into zombies. Yeah. And it turns out that <laughs> it was somebody. <laughs> 
who resurrected their kid. Oh man, that yeah, honestly, what a great what a great adventure we yeah. could <laughs> someday we'll go on. I also had fun making spider mush. Mm-hmm. That yeah, good. that and was Jimmy's, really good. Jimmy's a blast. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy's just a little treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, I had I had so much fun. I really there was a point where I was like. Oh, there's no way we have enough time to finish all of this. <laughs> I got eaten by a dragon. Let's not forget that. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That's how we started this adventure. Oh, uh... With a fire tornado and a dragon eating us. Yeah, because I don't want... Uh, I, I don't want people to have to wait till the next one to figure out why the heck I had you roll those D6s at the beginning. It was just to see where everyone ended up. I just wanted to completely randomize where everyone ended up. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, you ended up... Because there were two ones. Yeah. So there were six caverns. So you ended up in the fourth. Uh, then Bart ended up in the sixth. Uh, and the rest are still to be discovered. So... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I... This this dragon's sick. <laughs> yeah, no, this dragon is very sick. He ate a town. He ate a town. Uh, cool. Well, I think we're gonna wrap up there. Uh, and so let's see, who do we gotta thank? We gotta thank Catherine Coolion for thank you, Catherine, for doing awesome artwork. Uh, it looks so freaking cool. Yeah, it does. You can check her out at uh, on Instagram at Cool Gene, Cool Jeans Art. I mean, just look at that podcast cover. Like, there's that cool little, there's that cool little Repscalius little gnome there. Oh my gosh! And that really, really fun. tough looking orc. Yeah, with his cute little wizard outfit. Oh my gosh, <laughs> adorable. We're yeah, we're so happy with that thing. It's so freaking cool. Uh, so go check out at Cool Jeans Art, uh, and then Ryan Riveros for doing the editing as always. Thank you, Ryan. And finally, thank you to Carson Beck for uh, letting us use his uh, his studio to record this podcast. Thank you, Carson and Soundbox. Oh, yeah. Oh, so fun. I did. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also, if you want to check us out, you can check us out at on Instagram at D, uh, no, at City of Town D&D. That's where you can message us, send us any uh, any like questions, thoughts you have. Send us ideas for doing uh, improv adventures. You know, we'll we'll look at doing those a little later on. At City of Town D&D, the best Instagram channel on Instagram. <laughs> check it out now. Uh, cool. I think that's everything. Let, yeah, that's great. Cool. Awesome. Uh, that Michael, was fun. Yeah, Michael, thank, thank you. you for being uh, being the coolest aging wizard. <laughs> thank you for being an awesome dungeon master. Woo! Uh, all right, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.